Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to Outside the Bio. My name is Joe Kondorski. This is Pierre. Okay, so we're going to talk to Caitlin Mallory today. I'm really excited about this conversation and finding out more about Caitlin. Uh, she's been a friend and colleague for, for some time, and uh, I spend most of my time following her on Instagram, which is very exciting. Um, so, yeah, now I just want to talk about industry and sort of uh, what... Uh, field you're in, tell us a little bit about what you do. So um, thank you and I would probably say that my industry is the field of education which is okay. pretty broad in general um, but definitely um, this is my 14th year now that I'll be going into. Um, I spent my first 10 years in Vineland as a, a special educator in the field of autism and then moved into the field of administration, uh, director of special services, and now I'm a director of student services, which is kind of like a, a parallel. I'm getting to see the other, the other world, the other side of things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably education for sure. Um, I love working with kids and adults, people in general. So cool. Yeah. So you said 14 years. 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what's been the biggest shift? I think I guess for working as direct educator. Yeah. and now being on the student services side. So it's interesting, when I started in Vineland, um, my first year teaching, I had three instructional assistants and 10 students. It was a self-contained class. And I'll, right right from the door, I had to like learn leadership skills and how to manage adults because it, that was the key piece. And I realized that my challenge was gonna be not only developing relationships with my students, um, that was actually a little bit easier, but managing a classroom of adults and, and finding that mutual respect and you know just figuring that out. So I think, I mean, I've always kind of been in a leadership role and that was my personality even when I was in high school and, and moving into college. Um, but now, um, I think the transition to administration has been eye-opening for me. Um, definitely always learning. Um, each year has been, been different, been different challenges, but good challenges. You know, I've learned a lot. Cool. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I work with children, and, and so does uh, Pierre as well. And it's funny. I joke with my wife, and, and we always say, uh, even, although we work with kids, like the main job is for us to change adult behavior yeah right so oh, it's absolutely. like you know so you know just like for yourself you know as um, you know as a leader and uh, sort of administrator uh, you're trying you're impacting the children but you're trying to change right. you know right um, adult behavior absolutely. and how that how that looks yeah. right and to manage sometimes yeah. that's the most difficult part of our job absolutely <laughs> so for someone who doesn't who's not in this industry we're just talking about you're going to a wedding yep later on and so there's people who are in the industry not in the industry yeah. what's the one thing you think people might be surprised about our industry or your industry yeah so it's funny um, my wife actually works in the business world she works for the Federal Reserve in Philadelphia as a bank examiner and we have a lot of discussions about my field and her field okay. you know and and I always joke that my boyfriend's BF Skinner you know we talk about <laughs> development and we're you know planning to have kids and um, she's just very black and white when it comes to you know well this does this and you know she's convinced that she doesn't fall under the behavioral systems that I always reference, you know? And I laugh because the only thing I've ever found that doesn't respond to behavioral theory is a cat. I, I have an animal, my dog, my That's parents, great. my friends. Um, so, you know, we don't, we, we have that debate, you know, and, and discussion and it's always ongoing, but I think that's kind of what keeps things interesting with us too. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think just having those discussions with people who are outside of it, but understanding how it applies. One of the biggest things when I was, I was fortunate enough to be trained before I went into the field of autism 
and verbal behavior of 60 hours in one week and it was eye-opening for me I mean I would say that's probably one of the most pivotal moments in my career wow. just learning that I did everything wrong before that <laughs> and then how to go about interactions and, and then everything since that time that I've had whether it be professional development is recent as this summer and I'll talk about that a little bit because I was thinking about the mentoring piece um, connects to behavioral theory behavior management and just mm. relationships with people in general like you know everything I do in my life I find connects somehow yeah. um, you know to developing those relationships and that's where it starts um, but yeah we, we have a lot of discussions and then anyone outside of the world of education it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of the same dynamics in the business world um, and everything is is you know, she did Dale Carnegie okay. training, um, and it's all behavioral theory and how to be a leader and this and that. Um, so we had a lot of that discussion about how how there's a lot of similarities. Um, That's yeah. great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Sure. All right, cool. Back here with Joe and Caitlin. So we just talked a little bit about Caitlin's industry, and it's about education. And I thought that was really cool. So now our next question is mentorship so I'd like for you to talk to us in the audience about who has been a mentor that's been impactful for you it could be a current mentor somebody in the past maybe even somebody that you're just reading their books and right it's just having an impact on you so yeah this for me was hard because I think my mentors are constantly evolving and changing um, I think you know in, in any field or even personally complacency is probably your biggest enemy so social media opened up a whole new world for me because I got to kind of find people that I might never have found before and cross paths with people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much an evolving thing for me. Um, I have to say personally, um, one of my mentors that you know uh, I've kind of followed for years now is uh, she's a, a singer, India Ray. She's not like real mainstream, um, but her lyrics are really powerful for me. Um, and a lot of, you know, I listen to a lot of her new stuff, her old stuff. Um, I've been to tons of her concerts and um, she just, you know, speaks her truth. And, and that for me, and she's always very raw in her lyrics. Um, so personally, I'd, I'd say her. Um, but a lot of my mentors now lately are professional mentors. Um, and most recently, I was, I was fortunate enough to go to our Ed... Um, we had an administrative retreat, a three-day retreat, and we okay. brought in uh, Todd Whitaker, who's an ed leader. Um, okay. He's written a few books, um, but again, going back to that idea that it's tied into the behavioral principles, um, he talks yeah. about management of organizations, and he writes a lot of books. Um, one of the books that was a particular interest to me was called Shifting the Monkey, okay. um, and it talks about how to engage with people and how the premise is to treat everyone like they're great, even especially your, your weaker links in your organization. Um, but yeah, so Todd, he's on Twitter too, and, and it was great to hear him speak because, and he, and he literally spoke for like five hours straight, and I thought, this is, this can't be all day, but it was so engaging, um, and, and he's, he's pretty powerful in his, his ideals, so. Yeah. yeah. I want to say I just saw that Shifting the Monkey thing somewhere. Yeah, well, we red, hashtag it a lot here now at Maybe Northern, it, but okay. it is a book, yeah. yeah. And, um, it just talks right, about how to share responsibilities appropriately, how to not take everything on yourself and that's something personally and professionally I've been working on because I always want to help I always want to help and then I find myself taking too much of it on to me so you ask yourself you know in a situation is this something I can manage is this something I can shift to somebody else whose responsibility truly is it mm. and he talks about the players of an organization whether it be the student the parent colleagues teachers staff um, so it's just interesting like 
he, he really looks at, at leadership and, and organizational management. Um, he's got some really good stuff out there. That's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I have a really strong interest in compassionate leadership. Yeah. And um, I know I watched actually a, um, a segment that Jeff Weiner did. And what he talks about is um, unconditional leadership, right? right. So uh, when you talk about treating everyone like they're great, it's you treat everyone unconditionally regardless of, um, you know, it's always easy to right. manage someone who you have similar interests with and, yeah. you know, that you genuinely like. Right. But it's those people who you might not, but you still unconditionally treat them with the same, right. you know, respect. Because inevitably you have to work with them. You, I mean, yeah. you're not, you know, they're there. So it, no. it's how you, you know, that dynamic. So he's got some really good stuff. I love that. It's funny because all of my colleagues, as we reflected afterwards, were like, it goes against everything I want to do, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because he gives so many examples that that tie into like behavior theory and it's like yeah it's not always easy because we're human and our instincts are to respond a certain way you know you have to constantly be reflective um, and he talks about practicing that too you know you have to practice what you do it's not something that will just come naturally to you no. Absolutely. so we've got a minute to go in this segment or so I know one or two in the Irie songs mm -hmm. so what's the one thing What's maybe what's your favorite song, or what's the one lesson you've learned from her that, that's helped you yeah, the most? Yeah, I definitely couldn't pick a favorite song. Okay. But, um, so one of her songs, though, uh, "Strength, Courage, and Wisdom," talks a lot about uh, growth as a human being um, and how you you know go from one point in your life to where things aren't great, but you can always evolve from that. Um, and just basically her lyrics and just you know depending on where I'm at in my life, mm. connecting to those songs. So. Um, Love it. Yeah, this is why we do this. I we hope to meet her one so day. Much. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we all have that inspiration that comes from uh, either professionals or music. Uh, yeah, you know. And, and we come from two totally different worlds. I think she's from Savannah, and like obviously right. different backgrounds, but like share some of the same thoughts and things. And that's just crazy to me that you can connect like that. And that and that's why people become famous. But it, it it's interesting. It's perfect. Yeah. All right, welcome back. Thanks so much for talking about your mentor. It was great to hear both uh, a personal uh, mentor and also a professional mentor. It's nice to get those uh, both perspectives there. So now I want to talk about passion, right? And I want to know sort of what are you most passionate about? Uh, what's the one thing that drives you and, and wakes you up in the morning? Um, kids and kids. working with kids and students and, and then that kind of like manifests itself obviously with staff and working with adults um, not as close as I used to be to the classroom obviously in administration now um, but I find that um, one of the promises I made to myself when I became administrator was I was never gonna forget what it was like to work in the classroom and be on the front lines um, I think our teachers are so undervalued and underpaid um, and I just think that they don't always realize how powerful of an impact they have um, one of my favorite quotes, I, I love quotes. I mean, if you see on social media, yeah, that's, sure. I, I constantly am looking for, you know, just things to keep me motivated. Um, but I think uh, one of the quotes is, um, the most important thing is that what you do matters and, that, and it matters every day. And I think that's the challenge is just to remember that each day. So when I wake up, I think, you know, I could be having, and I started my career in kindergarten, which I'm really glad that I did. And if you would have told me I'd be in high school now, I yeah. would have said, no way, like little kids are my passion. But it's so funny to see the similarities at each age level, because now I've worked with preschool all the way through 12th. Um, and I actually am an adjunct for Montclair, so I teach students who are getting ready to be teachers. Um, but there's so many similarities, no matter what age level, um, of just the need for, for love, for structure, for, for support. 
Um, so, you know, I'm always trying to remind myself that, you know, that there's that need. So on my worst day, um, when I was a kindergarten teacher, I knew I kind of had to leave it all at the door because they needed me, you know, and that's kind of how I exercise my leadership here. Um, you know, and I just listen to my music on the way in, do whatever I have to do to get myself ready because I know that there's going to be that need right away. Um, in, in any way, you never know what's going to happen. Um, that's why I like this field too, because things are constantly changing. So. Yeah, that's great. It's cool to kind of like refocus and always, um, you know, although you're you're sort of removed at the moment, but to always bring it back to why you do this, right? Yeah. And, and sort of, you know, working with those kids. And I, it's interesting. So you've worked like K, like, yeah, yeah K through 12. Uh, do you have like a particular group that you, um, sir, you know, I guess enjoy working with more so than others or you know, it, like I've they're all different? I've been asked that before and to be honest with you, I, I think there's great things about each group. Like I swore I would never work with middle schoolers because I substituted for middle school students when right. I was younger and I, they, it was awful. But then when I was forced to kind of like, I, my, my office in my previous district was in the middle school, I made so many connections and that's such an age where the kids are just thriving and desperate for positive attention or negative attention and, and I made some good relationships with those students. So I, I love that age group, but I could tell you things I love about high schoolers now and I could tell you things I love about elementary kids. So it's hard to say, um, but I definitely just love seeing the growth um, and I love working with my colleagues to kind of, you know, I have, I have a, we have a group of my friends who become my close friends um, and they're my colleagues in special education and we, we share the same passion and we always talk about how to bring it back to the whole child and what the needs are mm -hmm. for them as a student because I think you get caught up whether you're a principal or a teacher of a certain subject area, you get caught up in what's best for your area. And then that being able to have discussions and like redirect to the whole child is like my is what I love to, to, to do and to talk about. I think it's important to remember that. That's so needed. And you know, Joe and I have probably worked. I work. I'm currently consulting at a high school, and last year's my first year of eye opening. Yeah. But I have a son who's going into eighth grade, so he's in that middle school. So I yeah. see what you're talking about. Like that, he needs so much. Oh yeah. Like, hey, nice job. Keep up the good work. Right. And then Joe's working in an elementary school with like little ones. So yeah. you're right. They all need different, different things. But yeah. that whole and I think that's what we love about our our field is that we get to kind of see the whole child, perspective. the yeah, whole perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, that's so and how important each piece is, whether it be you know how they function socially. Or academically, like you always want to focus on the academic piece, but everything's contingent, you know. So you have to kind of be aware. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Even thinking about myself, I remember those middle school years and how worse. Oh, they were worse. <laughs> like I can remember crying and not even knowing why. Yeah, like, I remember just crying. Just the transition and the difficulty, and um, yeah. you know, just yeah, there was there was so much peer pressure around that time. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right, great. So, Caitlin, just talk to us about your passion. The next question is about action. So, what are some of the actions, or maybe one big action that you have taken towards your passion of kids and helping kids? Um, so, being in administration now, I'm not again, I'm not directly connected to the students um, on a daily basis. I'm not in the classroom on the front lines, as I like to call it, but um, I do see the impact that I have on the people who are. So. You know, one thing that I try to do and establish whenever I come, this is a new district for me. I started in May, 
um, is to kind of show them that I operate differently. Um, I'm all about relationships and communication. Everybody says that, but to follow through on a regular basis, I think is, is hard. So um, I try to have those ongoing discussions like with my immediate team, whether it be the, the counselors or the staff. Um, and it's funny sometimes the reaction you get, like even dealing with parents, if, if I call a parent back, they're like, oh, you called me back. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I really believe in like proactive communication. Um, one of my, you know, rules or policies on how I don't like to say rules, but that I follow with my counselors and I was with like this with my child safety members is we, we get back to parents within 24 hours, whether it be email or phone. Even if you don't have the answer, you're going to tell them, I don't, I'm not real sure, but I'm going to find out and let you know. Um, so I would say probably one of my biggest actions that I try to maintain is, is that proactive communication and just making sure people know that I'm here to to work next to you, not above you. So Yeah, no, that that's so meaningful um, to kind of hear you talk about that because, um, you know, there's been many times where uh, I might have reached out or I tried to connect with someone and they didn't get back to me, like, for a long time. And um, I, I know how that feels, yeah. right? So to kind of know that you strive and, uh, you know, you have this sort of uh, passion towards, um, you know, making sure you're proactive and preventative and, yeah. and doing all those things. It's, um, it's nice to hear you talk about that that's an expectation, whether it's yeah. for yourself or for anyone you lead. Yeah. Like, and I know you said it's not a rule and whatever the case is, but that you expect that. That's right. really, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think it's important to structure. I, what I found is, like, once you structure it that way, and it's, it is an expectation, it just starts to happen. And they know that that's what I expect. And, and you know, I, I know what that feels like not to get responses from people. You feel very invalidated. And I think everybody in life just wants to be validated. So if you can start there, mm. you're already a step ahead, you know? Um, Rita Pearson did a TED Talk. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like probably 10 minutes long and I, I watch it honestly I watch it probably every month um, it's about education but she talks about relationships and it just it, it's so valid to me and it's so I, I hear her in my mind sometimes because she's she says like it's about the relationship with everybody it's about the relationship with the students about the relationship with the parents and just finding it in yourself as a person to keep going and keep maintaining that um, and communication is the key, I think. Um, you know, it really is. And, and I think about if there's a problem evolving, okay, who can I communicate with to get ahead of this? Or who yeah. can I support to make this situation better? Um, so, but I'm human, and it's it's always like something I have to keep reminding myself. It doesn't just come all the time, you no. know, especially in those moments, no. you know, when you're, you have to dig deep. Um, so, yeah. I think one of the things I love that you said is you listen to this TED Talk monthly. Yeah. And you mentioned, I think, I'm not sure if we said it during... You know, live or during one of the breaks about how you know quotes you're always looking for yeah. quotes to keep you going and I think it's, that's just so important because yeah. it's not easy to slip but you know life gets busy yeah. and I can see yeah, how no. important it is to make sure hey let me just listen to this again and get reinvigorated right. and remember the, the bigger and you can picture. see like it's funny my one of my colleagues came in here last week and I'm just like finally settling into my office and they're like, she's like you got a lot of words around here I said yeah they're mostly for me but yeah. this is an app I found I forget the name of it but like it prints magnets from your Instagram pics so a lot of my favorite quotes I put on magnets and sometimes I'll give them to people because I'm like this person might need this or this person oh. might need that you know and I love doing that like I, I try to not give cards anymore like I'll give like a magnet 
or something like that just to like remind and I I just think it's a cool way to like remember different things because you need different reminders at different moments you know not every everything's gonna fit at all times so yeah, you guys can't see this right now, but my jaw just dropped. I, <laughs> Noah and I are big Instagram people. And yeah, I'll find I out save, the name I that. save all mine, but it's um, it's cool. I actually got my mom a, a frame that. that you could put the magnets into, so I printed pictures of like our family, so she could put you know, and it's neat because it, like you can rotate you know the pictures and the. Oh, I love that. Very yeah, cool. no, that's something we'll have to look yeah, into right, for man. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, cool. those meaningful, meaningful relationships are so important. Absolutely. So it's great to hear you talk about that because I know we value that as well yeah. Um, yeah. here uh, as the behavior bros, right? Cool. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Thanks so much. It was great to hear you talk about um, those action steps and what's important regarding uh, those uh, relationships. And I know it's a big part of why we do what we do here uh, with this station in particular. Uh, so now I want to get into a challenge. And I'd love to hear what your biggest challenge or obstacle that you uh, had to overcome or any any future obstacles that might be present uh, regarding maybe something you're passionate about or anything you would like to describe yeah so um, I think probably I'm, I'm my I'm my toughest critic um, I think it's a good thing but I, I sometimes I can really get to me you know and I've, I've struggled you know um, a recent uh, not recently but a couple years ago I actually was formally diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and it made a lot of sense to me because when I was in high school I struggled with anxiety and and sometimes depression um, and I've really learned to kind of self-manage at this point in my professional career but um, it, I learned a lot about that like just knowing like how attention can affect other parts of you and other you know manifest itself in other ways um, so I've, I've come up with my own strategies um, but that I would probably say is, is one of my biggest challenges it's just not being so self-critical um, but I don't always think it's a bad thing I think that's how I grow and I think that's how anybody grows um, I'll never forget I had a, a colleague come up to me when in my previous district and she's like you're, you're always so put together like you're always you're always on you never get flustered and I'm like are you kidding me I'm like don't be fooled by people who you observe because they, they you know everybody's got their moments everybody's got you know their time you know whether it be when they're home or you know on the way home in the car that that they you know have frustrations um, I do make a conscious effort to um, not necessarily hide those but depending on the setting because I do think in my position I need to be the one who's gonna make everybody feel better you know and be the strong person um, you know and I'm human I have my moments but again I come up with my own coping mechanisms how to how to handle them how to um, because I don't think you can always show weakness in certain settings you know I think it's important to, to be that that person to be the leader um, you know and to kind of manage it that way um, but probably you know that's a challenge for me it's ongoing you know um, depending on what's happening you know in my personal life I've gone through some personal struggles you know we're trying to have a family right now and that's been over a year's process for us for a lot of reasons health reasons I mean everything's good thank God um, but I always try to think you know be worse you know things could be worse um, and when you can say that I think you're, you're still in a good place um, but again it just goes back to like what's gonna keep you going what's gonna inspire you what's gonna empower you and how do you how do you stay positive like how do you keep and I think it's, it's who you keep around you it's who you choose to focus on you know 
So yeah, I love. I'm that. my biggest challenge. <laughs> no, so you're your biggest. No, and it's interesting. Like when you talk about attention, I mean, you're right here. You're present. You're in the moment. Yeah. And talking to you, uh, would have never known. So a lot um, of growth. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. If you, um, if you ask my wife, she'd say I don't pay attention enough. But uh, yeah. you know, she gets me at the end of the day. Like you said, with kids, like you don't. Sure. You're not your best self sometimes when you go home to the people who are most important to you. Um, so, but again, every every relationship's evolving. I think. Yeah, and I love how you said. Uh, could be worse, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as I've gone through my most difficult moments and people will say like, man, I can't believe, like how do you, you know, how do you deal with that for, yeah. for you know, so long or how are you dealing with what you're dealing with? And that it's it's cool to hear you say that because that's been my response yeah. is it, it could be worse or other people are going through worse stuff than I yeah. am, you know? And and I think that's a good way because uh, I'm, I'm big in the compassion and things and it helps me to kind of step outside myself in a moment yeah. to kind of like put myself in someone else's shoes that hey people are dealing with worse stuff than yeah. we are you know even though yeah. whatever we're going through it could be challenging and it is but and I think it's important to always do things to, to learn and, and teach yourself we just went last weekend actually a friend of ours it happened by luck that um, she got tickets to the African-American Museum and it's if you ever get a chance to go you want to go so badly go. Yeah. Um, and it's just you literally go in an elevator to the basement and you start in like the 1800s so just that experience in itself changed me because you got to see stories and, and hear things about people and, and read and learn and it's just like it, and my, I had to laugh my wife and I were talking and she's like I don't think I would have made it back then and I'm like I, truth be told I don't think I would have either I said because you know I just don't know if we've way we've evolved as humans it's just we're not made for that that type of you know life for sure <laughs> but great perspective yeah no, check it out yeah i think that's yeah i'll definitely have it uh, it's hard with my kids but i'll try to make it yeah over there. I, I think older kids would do better with it but all right everybody on our last question for today it's actually my personally my favorite question and so we're gonna ask caitlin about teach so my question to you is uh what's one thing you would teach someone who's younger right now coming maybe coming up in the in the education industry or the field or if there was one thing you could go back and teach yourself 20 years ago or 15 years ago um, just based on everything you've learned in life some of the challenges you've been through what's the yeah. one thing you might go back and kind of tell yourself don't do this or yeah or do so this. I think for myself going back to quotes I know I always talk about quotes but like one of the one of the quotes that kind of guides me is you know um, no matter how good or bad a situation is, it will change. So in your best moments in life, you got to remember that it's not going to be this way forever. And then in your worst moments, which is more important, I think um, I would tell, you know, my younger self or someone younger than me that it's going to change. And, and that's kind of a refreshing thought, no matter what place you're in. Um, you know, and then just learn from everything and grow because everything's everybody you come across and, and working now, this is my third district in 14 years and you know I've met different people and I've seen similarities in people but I think everybody's meant to teach you something whether it be good or bad you know so I think just always be open to growth um, and I think I said this earlier like complacency is your biggest enemy like you can't you can't just depend on something because it's the way it's always been you have to be willing to you know whether it be 20 years in education or, or 10 years or even one year like you always have to be self-reflective um, and along those same lines, like cut yourself a break, like don't be so hard on yourself either because I think, like I said, I'm my biggest critic, but um, I, I probably would have told myself 20 years ago, like 
take a break. It's okay. Like where you're at now isn't going to be where you are, you know, in five years or even tomorrow, you know, um, things can change for the better. Things can change, you know, and be worse. Um, so change is constant, you know, and that's, that's reassuring, I think in multiple ways. <laughs> that's a good lesson. I'm sure any one of us here, like, you know, 20 years ago to know no yeah. matter what, when things are great, yeah. change when things are horrible, it won't be forever. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I probably would have bet myself, if you would have told me I would be here right now, personally and professionally, 20 years ago, I would have probably bet you <laughs> as much as money as I had really? to say that, yeah. So I don't think anything's a sure bet either. I think, um, you know, you have to be open to change and progress um, and, and accept who you are at, at all times, you know. I think that's important to remember. Would you have thought 15 or 20 years from now you'd be in education? Yes. Okay. I always knew I'd be in education. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I'm always usually drawn back to my passion. It's it, Life gives you those reminders when you need them, you know, um, whether it be a student or a parent or somebody that you can help. Um, but yeah, my mom was an educator and I, like, I set up school in the basement like as early as five and I knew my whole life this is what I wanted. For a brief moment, I wanted to be a marine biologist and work at SeaWorld. And <laughs> yeah. then when I found out about all the science and math, I was like, nah. <laughs> no, so, yeah, no. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's so cool. Like, um, thinking back, you know, on when I look back, maybe 20 years or a 20-year-old uh, Joe, yeah. myself, like, I think... I don't know, like, where would I be? Because I, at that moment, I feel like I was so selfish and, you know, sort of arrogant and, and just <laughs> caught into my own world, yeah, you know, playing yeah. sports and uh, just, uh, you know, I never really uh, stepped outside of my own shoes and my own world yeah. at all, yep. you know? So, yeah, that's it's The world cool. is much bigger than us, <laughs> it is. you know? It is. And uh, I think being in America, especially, we're very uh, sheltered and, you know, deceived for lack of a better word, because every time I like do go places or, or see other cultures or talk to friends from different backgrounds, like it's pretty eye-opening, um, you know, to be open to the, the different perspectives and so. Cool. Okay, thank you so much. We, as usual, this is why Joe and I do this. Um, another cool interview where we've learned a oh, lot. thanks. <laughs> I, I personally have like three or four things to go back now. Absolutely. We'll keep in touch and we'll, yeah. you know, I'm always social media. I mean, I'm always available and we can, you know, touch base. It's been great talking to you guys too. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, no, it felt so good like to actually sit down and meet with you and I learned so much uh, even outside, not only outside the bio, yeah. but also just outside like social media and yep. what I, yeah. you know, yep. I've been following you there and, and like I said, all that stuff is great and, uh, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great to kind of um, get a chance to get to know you better. And uh, I think our listeners out there, all all of them, like yeah. millions, um, yeah. probably after this one, yeah. uh, will be happy <laughs> about this. Yes. Tweet it. Get it going. <laughs>